Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Crazy Women Country friends. I'm Donna. I'm Paula, and today we have Canadian artist Karen Lee Batten with us. How are you doing? Hey guys. What? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you very much for joining us. Our pleasure to have you. <laughs> so, before we start, tell all our Crazy Women Country fans, who is Karen? Who is Karen? The music Karen or the at-home with the dogs Karen? <laughs> we want the whole Karen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in Abbotsford, British Columbia, and started in the music industry when I was quite young. Um, I used to sing uh, front row in the church because my dad was in a Christian band, so I had all his songs memorized on his cassette tape that he put out. <laughs> and his band was called Assurance. And so as a curly hair, I looked like Annie when I was little. And as a curly haired little girl, I used to sit front row and just belt out all the music. I'm sure I was super annoying to everybody around me, but I didn't care. <laughs> and I always wanted to be like dad and be on stage. And so that dream kind of started, you know, pretty young for me. And then um, was in choirs all the way up in school, um, you know, elementary and high school, got into playing alto saxophone and uh, traveled around in different bands and choirs. And then when I got out of school, I auditioned for Canadian Idol. And that was kind of how the main music industry started for me, um, was getting to the top 10 on Canadian Idol. And then after that, I recorded records and away we went. And I have one real brother, um, two stepbrothers, three stepsisters, and currently two dogs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So tell us the experience. Now, um, obviously, I'm used to the American Idol. Is there a difference in the American to the Canadian Idol, or is it kind of similar? Or Yeah, the structure is very similar. Everything that you see on TV is similar. The thing I would say that's probably different is that um, the viewers, there's a whole lot more viewers in the US. So my our audience on Canadian Idol, I know that our top audience was uh, 6.1 million viewers when I was on the show. Um, I know that that's a whole lot more for American Idol because the, you know, Canada and the US and pretty much the world were watching American Idol as opposed to um, with Canadian Idol, it was pretty much just Canada watching Canadian Idol. And then audition-wise, um, I know there were 6,000, a little over 6,000 people who auditioned for Canadian Idol. And I think there was, you know, a gazillion people that auditioned for American <laughs> Idol. So, um, you know, we felt pretty good about where we, you know, where we landed considering the ratio. Um, obviously, um, I think people remember the top American Idol winners and maybe can't name very many top Canadian Idol people. <laughs> Cool. But for the most part, the structures, the structure is the same. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Unfortunately, we don't get the other being in America. We honestly don't get unless you're, I guess, closer to the Canadian border. I know I've never seen it down here in Florida on any of our stations for the Canadian Idol or, you know, so even Spain's Idol, although, yeah. you know, Spanish is a little different to me, you know, but still. Yeah, totally. Um, it's you still sweat the same amount. <laughs> And the nerves, the nerves feel the same. You know, I mean, we went from the top 200 down to the top 96 because I guess four people did some bad things and they realized they couldn't be in it. So I think there was some, you know, arrests and stuff that had happened early on in their lives and they had gotten, <laughs> couldn't move on at that point. And, uh, and then, so we went from 96 down to 48, 48 down to three groups of 10 and then on to the top, uh, in our case, it was the top 11. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem as you said I, I didn't even realize until I read your bio that there was a, a Canadian Idol yeah, <laughs> obviously see? in the UK you have all the UK sort of shows and you have American Idol but I, I didn't know there was a Canadian which is terrible because 
this is show them all. You know what I mean? Well, and it's it's everywhere. Like when I, I mean, every now and then you kind of go back and do the throwback Thursday, you know, and I'll find some real cheesy, embarrassing photo. And then I tag all the different idol shows. And I mean, there's like uh, Japanese idol, there's Indonesian idol. There's like, I, I swear there's probably idols in every major area. We just don't see it because, you know, you're, we're in our own little bubbles in our own country, right? We need we need an idol channel, and you can just play all the idols of all the countries. That would be so much fun. Could you imagine it? <laughs> I probably I probably won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit I don't watch reality TV, but you know that that could be interesting. There's better be someone out there who's just glued to that channel. <laughs> exactly right. I know it was a pretty wild experience. I mean. Um, I get asked about it quite a bit and uh, it was it's pretty crazy looking back and I love that that's still a question that comes up I mean when I was on Canadian Idol it was 2003 was the first season of Canadian Idol I mean fast forward now that was pretty long time ago I mean I'm still in my 20s so that's weird (laughs) we can tell definitely yeah okay good still 21 (laughs) I'm gonna turn 30 next year again so yeah perfect (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny and yeah. with you guys i'm excited to find out that we have um we have donna from florida yes and paula you're in i'm in spain but from the uk so crazy that's so awesome and so um i know that this might air later but tell me right now what time like what time zone for me i'm at 1 p.m uh 4 p.m here Oh, I don't know what time it is. Oh, it's it's ten to eleven here at night. PM. Yeah, crazy. Wow. So it's bedtime. I'm at lunchtime, and yes. Donna, you're at dinner. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Ignoring what happens as soon as we finish interviews, I fall out of this room and into bed. And sometimes we have two interviews a night, so it's like fall out of bed, fall out of here, into bed, <laughs> and yeah. Oh my goodness! That's I'm awesome. like, well, hey, dinner. What are we making? <laughs> Yeah, I love though, you know, that is something that I do love now. Like, I mean, sure, we use I, you know, did a lot of interviews through this way before, but not nearly like what we're doing now. And so yeah. the fact that we can still kind of, you know, come together like this and have us from all over the world right now and live together is so cool. You know, it's very I think it's neat. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell us about your uh, new release. Yeah, so um, I just released a song called Drinkin' Song, and um, it's, a, it's a, a different one for me. Um, I don't usually like to write about exes. It's not really, you know, like number one on my list. I, I like to try and kind of leave that over to like Taylor Swift and other people <laughs> who do that quite often. Yeah. And I guess I kind of shied away from it because I always thought that it had to be like, sad or mad you know and that's usually a time in my life that you know like anyone else you don't really want to revisit it or talk about it you know so I just kind of always thought ah let's just leave that alone and let's go out here and talk about partying and fun stuff and whatever but um, I was on a bit of a writer's trip um, and a buddy of mine we had actually already written a few songs that day and a buddy of mine looked at me and he goes come on just tell me about that situation that happened and I thought oh gosh okay fine so I told a couple funny stories and he goes seriously and I said yeah no that happened and he goes oh we're writing about this I said oh I got a whole lot more where that came from and he's like oh come on Carrie we got to write about this so I said well depending on how we do it what do you what have you got in mind so he started and I went oh that I could wrap my head around you know and I think for this song for me it's and I'm hoping that other people feel this way too. It's a good reminder that, you know, at one point in your life when things do suck, because we've all had experiences, whether whether it's about a relationship or whatever the case may be, you're in that moment and it's hard and you, you think it's never going to end and it's the worst thing in the world, what you're going through. But there is a point where it does fast forward and you can look back on it and grab some girls and grab some beers and go, let's reminisce and kind of not necessarily laugh at it, but just laugh that we're here now. And you know, that the situation has become a past situation and it's not in your forefront or in your, your thinking and your everyday life at this point, you know? So it's a really fun song for me. It's a song I'm really hoping that everybody gravitates to and does exactly that. We just, um, we just videoed the official music video for it. So we just cut that last week and that comes out 
um, in a few days. And I'm so excited about that. And I did exactly that because we couldn't have too many people. I grabbed six of my girlfriends mm-hmm. and the whole video is basically me telling my girlfriends about what happened. They already know, but you know, in the video <laughs> and we just grabbed some beers and had some drinks about it and laughed about old times. <laughs> it's big. Uh, I must admit, um, I, I watched the video and it's very, very good. It's very, very good. I love oh, awesome. Thanks. <laughs> And it's a great upbeat song. I love that line in it. The um, what is it? Um, the pawn shop promise. It's a great <laughs> line. The pawn shop. Yep. Promise. <laughs> it's so funny as people talk about the song and they say different lines. It makes me really want to elaborate. But I'm I. There's no need to throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that, I mean, that, that that's just a that, that's just the perfect way of you know of putting something like that. So yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Exactly. There was there was a few of those, and you know, there there they go, and there they went. <laughs> We've all had that. We've all had that problem, haven't we? So it's like, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny with different songs. There's, um, I find when I when I write, especially, um, people will remember a certain section of a song like that. I had a song that I put out years and years ago. It was called Hearts on the Run. And everybody used to call it the Desperado song because there was just one line in it where I blasted out the word Desperado. And everyone goes, can you sing that Desperado song? And I said to my husband, when I released this song, I said, I guarantee you, everyone's going to say, if they don't remember that it's called Drinking Song, they're going to go, that pawn shop promise song. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be that one line that everybody's going to think of you. I know, exactly. I love that. Well, it just shows you how powerful the lyrics are. Okay, they may not remember the title, but there's something in there that always sticks. But, you know, as long as you remember something, that's all I care about. I loved it. I love that it was so upbeat, though. That was, yeah, that just made it perfect. You know, thank you. Thank you. Well, we all need a drinking song right now, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, so. Uh, who are some of the women that inspired you to do what you're doing today? Oh, man. I think from when I started in my music career, there's been a lot. Um, because I think that as you grow and wherever you are within your career, um, that that might change. And every you take little pieces of all of those people that have inspired you and it kind of, you know, creates who you are with a little of yourself as an original entity, right? And so... When I first started out, I would say it was like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. And, you know, I was singing in church. So it was all that kind of music. And so I fell in love with, you know, the song I Will Always Love You was one of my very favorites. And I used to always use that when I did the karaoke competitions, like, you know, right out of the gate, as soon as I was allowed to do a competition, that was kind of my go-to. And I loved Etta James and Aretha Franklin and, you know, those types of singers as well. And then into my teen years, I... I kind of gravitated towards more rock and kind of the alternative. And so it was like the Cranberries and Sarah McLaughlin and Amanda Marshall. I don't even know if you guys would know Amanda Marshall. She's Canadian, but she's badass. And, um, you know, Alanis Morissette and people like that. By the way, someone's mowing my lawn, just so you know. Hey, blooper, right? <laughs> just so you know. so cool. <laughs> Stuff's happening outside. We're happening inside. <laughs> Um, and you know, so those types of people, I really loved the way that they wrote and what they had to say. And as I was going through the things that you go through as a teenager, I found those lyrics. I really, um, you know, loved playing with that style of music. Those lyrics meant a lot to me during that time. And then fast forward, I got, I got to, on my last project, I got to go down to Muscle Shoals, Alabama and cut a record at Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals. And, and we made it all kind of that bluesy, a little bit country, but more leaning in the blues era. And I got to sing Aretha Franklin and Etta James, and I got to sing um, Bob Dylan and, you know, the, these artists that I love so much. And, and I got to stand in exactly the same place where they sang those songs and have part of the original band performing on them who cut them originally back in the 60s and 70s so that was a pretty pretty cool forever project that kind of was a six degree separation and so those those artists meant a lot to me as well and then for country I would say um 
Martina McBride was a huge one right out of the gate for me who had just a powerhouse type vocal. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been told that my voice it has, you know, a, a powerhouse feel to it at times too. And so whenever I would look to singing a ballad, I would always listen to the way Martina would, would deliver a ballad and try and kind of learn some of the techniques that she had as well um, that were effective in, you know, projecting whether it be the lyrics or the note to the back of the room or the back of a non-room, like a festival where the, you know, the sound is just going to go and dissipate from left to right. And so how do you get that, that you can kind of pinpoint it to the back of a festival? And, and so there were, you know, I mean, Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert, and I love Maren Morris. I mean, she's amazing. Um, you know, I could go on and on for country for sure, but I would say that's a pretty good handful of women right there. <laughs> Perfect. Some amazing women there. Amazing. Perfect. I always love when people start mentioning Sarah McLaughlin and stuff in back in the 90s. And because I automatically, my mind goes automatically to Lilith Fair. And, and that's just, that was such exactly. a great time and such so many awesome women. It just, yeah. Totally. I went to Lilith Fair. That still makes me 20, I know. But I went to Lilith Fair and I loved it. And I think I'm remembering correctly, Tori Amos was on the year that I was like, I just love all those artists. I, mm. I actually, my girlfriends are bugging me quite constantly about a playlist that I bring out every summer that I made a couple of years ago that I still have secured and private. <laughs> I don't even know why I do, but it's, I don't know. It's like, it's my own little secret. Now I'll let it out eventually, but it's all, all those types of songs. And it's got like, Midnight Oil and like U2 in the Joshua Tree kind of era and Nirvana and Pink Floyd and like, oh my God, Alice in Chains, and, you know, just like some really wicked music. And I know I'll, I'll seep it out eventually, but I play it every summer. We go on a girl's trip. And so I blast it from our like floating devices somewhere in the lake, you know? <laughs> okay. So this is the fun part. So this is the <laughs> <laughs> this is the quick fire question. Now some are, are not quick fire. They need a little bit of thought, but this is where we get to know you just a little bit more. Okay, I'm excited. I'm ready. Good, good, good. So, early bird or night owl? Night owl. What sitcom family would you be a member of? Friends. Yeah, hey, cool. That was quick. So if we had a look at your iPod. What would be your guilty pleasure music? Uh, right now, Brothers Osborne. Perfect. Okay. What's the weirdest thing or crazy thing or strange thing a fan has ever done for you? Oh, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> um, there used to be a gentleman that would stand next to the signing table at every event and then take pictures of me. And then at the next event, he would hand me a photo to sign where he had superimposed himself into the photo with his arm around me. Okay. <laughs> and then he would want me to sign it. And then he'd show up at the next one with a new photo of, whether I was sitting at the table or standing on stage with him in it. And then eventually I had to get a restraining order. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you asked for weird. Weird was one of those <laughs> options. <laughs> that is definitely one of them, I tell you. I mean, I had, yeah. Most people would do that in private and not actually admit it in person, but you know, to actually take it out is. Yeah. 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 And I ended up, I ended up figuring out that I was not the only one. So that actually made me feel a little bit better, but there was a few girls in the area here um, that were singers that also had this same issue. And I think that's why um, the officials were quick to jump on it all because they were going, well, this isn't just a single problem. This is a no. bigger problem. <laughs> but I will say that I have some incredible fans. Um, I have one lady that's actually become a good friend of mine who has made me, hand made me, I actually have one over there and one on my bed, um, huge, beautiful Afghan blankets. Like those, The I don't even know what they're called because I'm just so not crafty in that way. I'm crafty in other ways, but I, I just 
I can't make these things. But they're just stunning. They're just gorgeous and, and huge, beautiful. Like one's gray and the other one, two shades of blue. And she just, yeah, I had a, my dad had a health scare um, about a year ago. And she saw a post that I had kind of done a throw out to say to people, hey, if you've got any good vibes you can send our way or prayers that would be great as my dad had to have um surgery and and all of a sudden she messages me and says by the way I dropped something off for you at a local restaurant and I'm, I'm like huh and it wasn't weird or creepy she didn't want to know where I lived or anything and I went down to this restaurant and there was a card with this huge big beautiful handmade blanket she's done it twice now so I don't know what I ever did to deserve that but there, there's a, there's a nice story after my weird story. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's just because you're amazing. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Boots or heels? Man. Um, preferably boots, cowboy boots, or like army kind of style boots. But I mean, I do like to dress up. So I do like wearing heels, but I don't like chair shoes. So <laughs> I keep those for photo shoots. And by that, I mean the shoes that you literally put on and all you can do is make it to the chair. Because <laughs> they hurt so bad. Like, let's take away those. I have a few of those in my closet, you know, if I'm going to do... Like, when do you ever need those? A boudoir photo shoot? Okay, so I've got a few of those. Um, but other than that, you know, like, I stick to, like, the two and a half, maybe three inch. Like, don't give me the four or fives. And then I, but I, I like living in cowboy boots. I have one pair of cowboy boots that has gone with me, and no word of a lie, gone with me to every, it's in my suitcase everywhere I go, whether I put them on or not. But the majority of the time I will, especially if I'm doing, like, a multiple day festival, and they've had, they've had drinks spilled on them from here to, I don't even know where, across the world. <laughs> they've been in every major bar, every festival, every, you know, and they're just like, oh, I've had them, yeah, I've had them resold like five times. <laughs> but they last forever. I've never found, I mean, I've had a pair of cowboy boots for about three or four years, maybe longer. And they still, yeah. if I don't wear the right sock inside... They will still rub my heel. Still like they hurt not, your heel. Yeah. Still have not oh. worn them properly. You know what you got to do? Little trick. Um, and a, like a cobbler can do this. <laughs> I love where we're going with this. <laughs> um, just get them stretched out a half size. Oh, okay. So bring them in and they will, I don't know if they put liquid on them or what, but I know they heat them up and they have like what looks like a foot. And they'll continue to stretch it and stretch it. And then you can pick them up and they'll be a half size larger. And I bet you it won't hurt your heel so bad. Oh, there you go. Just saying. <laughs> There's your tip for buying too. If you buy a half size bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah half size bigger than put an insole in it. Now, now you're really comfortable. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I'm coming to you to buy boots. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Cool. <laughs> Field trip to Canada coming on. Twenty twenty two is Canada. <laughs> we got but if you go, if you go to Nashville on Broadway Street, um, just I know that it's beside the stage bar or two down from the stage bar. I remember the name of the bar. I don't remember the name of the shoe store. <laughs> um, it's buy one get two or three free. So if you, if you venture there at some point when we've all completely opened up, I know you guys are probably more open than we are right now, but, you know, get down there. It's, that'll be your excuse to have to go to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I need some cowboy boots. Just get in Nashville. I need some cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. I love that. <laughs> What's your favorite drink? Oh, man. Is it morning, evening or not? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Right? I here I'll give you I'll give you one for every occasion <laughs> I'm uh, I'm either a mimosa or a Bailey's coffee in the morning I'm a Caesar although you guys would call it a Bloody Mary but we have it with um, Clamato juice makes it a Caesar where we are but I turn my Caesar into a gin Caesar with a shot of pickle juice Ooh, okay 
Okay, so good. So you should try that with your Bloody Mary. <laughs> so we're going to have to try um, Right? And then I'm an old-fashioned type gal at night. I do like beer a little bit. I'm a Corona person, funny enough. Hey, Corona. Absolutely. Um, right? And uh, and I do love an old-fashioned, but we have one our, our way that's a smoked old-fashioned at a restaurant called Atlas out here, and they bring it to you in a jar and they tick the top of the jar and pull it off and the whole thing starts to smoke and it's got rosemary on the inside and it's just like to die for. So now you have to come to Canada. <laughs> we have to go to Canada. <laughs> Crazy women come to do Canada. That'd be quite funny. Yeah, hey, you should. <laughs> we need to do awesome. we need to go to Canada. That's what we need to do. <laughs> um, what's your favorite holiday? I love Mexico. I love Puerto Vallarta. For us, we can book a trip in the morning and be laying on the beach by about four o'clock after going through all the travel stuff. So for me, even though I love faraway hotspots, I love a place where I could just get there and you don't waste half a day when you're traveling. I mean, we all like those as well. But like, if I'm yeah. trying to do something a few times a year, I'll do uh, Mexico and then I love Las Vegas. I go there about five times a year. Vegas rocks. Vegas, Vegas. does rock. <laughs> That's a whole surreal kind of place. I mean, I, I've, I've I know. Been there once, but you're in there, and it's like a whole big bubble, and then you walk out, you leave Vegas, it's like there's a world out here. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. And we usually stay at the Venetian. It's beautiful there because every single room is like its own suite. But um, we also now, um, we, I mean, we've always loved um, Old Vegas, so like Fremont, mm. and we used to always stay at the Golden Nugget, but now they have a brand new adults-only hotel that just opened up as well. I think it's called Circa. So when we're allowed, I'm going to be on the first flight out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to Vegas. <laughs> Straight to Vegas, yeah. <laughs> um, we have, yeah. Go on, go on, you're going to say I was going to say, because we can't go anywhere right now, um, we do have a place in, my husband and I and kids, we have a place in the Okanagan. So that's about three, three and a half hours away from where I live right now. And funny enough, we were going to sell it uh, about a year ago. And we are so thankful that we didn't. Actually, now it would be about a year, almost two years ago, we were going to sell it. So for us, that's a bit of a holiday area that's hotter than here. Um, uh, barely hotter than here, but hotter than here. <laughs> Um, it gets way colder in the winter, so we don't usually go up there winter time. But we are very thankful to have that as a as a holiday place that we can run to, considering we couldn't really take any holidays for the past year and a half. So yeah, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, what's your favorite animal? I mean, I have two fuzzies that are pretty awesome. So I would say dogs are my favorite first place <laughs> animal. Um, I mean, if I was going to the zoo, I'd probably go see the tigers. Mm, that's, that's <laughs> I love the way you call fuzzies. Cool. Yeah, they're fuzzies. And I do like snakes, but I absolutely hate tarantulas. Any spider and I will, yeah, I'm totally that person. My mom remembers she was at church one time and I sat on the kitchen table in our house when I was still living at home for two hours until she came home from church. Because I didn't know where the spider went. I don't like snakes. I can't stand snakes. It sounds like me. Although I would have went outside or something. Right? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm not really sure why I just sat there, but I guess I figured that it knew where I was and was going to follow me around or something, you know? But yeah, snakes for me have never been a problem. I can pick one up and put it around my whatever, you know? I mean, probably really dumb because I wouldn't even know if they were not okay or not. But um, they just, yeah, they don't bug me. But they bugged my brother, and that that paid off as a kid. <laughs> he used to bug me with spiders, and I used to, if I even found a garter snake, I'd just run around, chase him around, and scream <laughs> like a girl. So it was great. So it was payback, because he was older than me. So he always got me, and every now and then I got him. <laughs> <laughs> you know that spider was probably just sat on the counter watching him, going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Yeah, he probably, he probably... He probably put the spider on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I haven't got a mountain in Canada for you, but if you could add somebody to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Ooh. 
Man, that's a good one. I've never had a question like that before. Um, I don't know. Wouldn't Willie Nelson's face be pretty awesome up there? (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, I honestly, I give that man so much kudos. He's been through hell and back and he still has a smile on his face. It could be the marijuana. I don't know, but he still has a smile on his face. He still writes great music and everybody still loves the guy. So to go through all of that and still, you know, be on top as uh, as such a, you know, loved man and uh, the top of the entertainment industry, I would, I would, I don't know, I think that'd be pretty funny to ride by the mountain and look up and see him along with everybody else. There's a picture on Twitter of Willie Nelson and the Muppets. And there's a caption saying nobody else would look that comfortable with these or fit in with the Muppets. You know what I mean? They're all around him and he just seems to, <laughs> you know, fit in with these puppets as well. <laughs> perfect. 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 See? He's <laughs> just a, a class act. Who he is. Um, what totally. was the first concert you ever went to? Mm. I went to a lot of Christian concerts when I was growing up because I wasn't allowed to go to any other concert, but I can't really remember. Rhythm and News, I think, was one of them. Um, Yeah, that would probably have been the biggest one out of the Christian era. But the minute I was let loose and, like, you know, where they didn't know where I was anymore and I kind of ran, you know, my own (laughs) show-ish, I the first big concert I went to was Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) They were so proud. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny, right? I know. Like, you're only allowed to go to Christian shows, and all of a sudden I'm like 17 and off the Rage Against the Machine. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) That's the way to rebel. (laughs) Yeah, I I did it real well. (laughs) So, uh, what's your favorite color? Mm, I love blue. I didn't always like pink when I was growing up, but I actually really like pink now. I like orange, though, too. Do those all go together? Maybe they do. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So what is the best thing since sliced bread? Mm. Well, now you got me thinking about sliced bread. Want to know the weirdest sandwich? That's my favorite sandwich ever. Go for it. You're going to be really grossed out. Okay. Okay. Peanut butter. (laughs) Mayonnaise. Okay. (laughs) Whenever I get to that point, everyone's like... (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce, salt and pepper, toasted on sourdough bread. (sighs) Hey, don't knock it. Tell you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure you can get past the mayonnaise and peanut butter together. That's just I, I think we have to start a, a, a little segment where we like make your strangest food together, that one food that you love that no one totally. else can know about. And we're gonna have to do that because, yeah, <laughs> that should be a question that you guys ask everyone. And then at some point, the two of you make it all and then try it and see sure. who you know wins or who <laughs> doesn't win. Yeah. Who doesn't? Well, yeah, the grossest and the and the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be somewhere in the middle. I I'm imagining. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. My husband's a chef, and he is um he's owned restaurants and worked in restaurants his entire life. And um, he was scared, and he tried it, and he went, "This actually isn't half bad." So I'll take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's quite cool. Is it chunky peanut? Is it chunky peanut butter or is it smooth peanut butter? That's the thing. It's I prefer smooth. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Everything so else. Yeah. <laughs> I know my my kids. I have three beautiful stepkids, and um, and they all think I'm nuts for that sandwich. They just think it's disgusting. <laughs> it's simply a twist on the uh, the peanut butter for sure. I I will say that. Uh, I've, I've done. Come that. on. The marshmallow, the jelly, that like, like all kinds of unique things, but that's different, you know. Come on, you got to try it, and promise me you'll try it, and then just let me know what you think. Okay, we're going to have you go live then, because I'm going to try it. And, yeah. Okay. I have to do. I have to do a normal bread because I don't think we can get sourdough bread in Spain. <laughs> okay. Well, 
then you got to do it on white bread. It's the best then. That would be the next best thing would be white. And you know what? Just make half of a sandwich. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <start>. <laughs> Fold it over, stick it in, toast it with them. <laughs> is there a specific you know, Like helmet? Uh, not, not really, but don't go Miracle Whip. Okay. It doesn't have the same taste. Yeah, oh, you got to um, make sure it's mayo. Yeah, we can't get Miracle Whip over here. It's, it's all normal mayo stuff. So that's cool. That's, you guys are smart over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't have strange things. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, if you could talk to anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to talk about? Hmm. See, and I always say Willie Nelson to that question. If ever I'm asked that question or if somebody says, who would you want to write with? I always say Willie as well. So because Willie's sitting on Mount Rushmore, I will say... <laughs> I, I don't know. I would I would take one more day with my grandma. Oh. <laughs> I know that sounds so cheesy, but she actually I've got her here. She's the sweetest ever. I don't know if you oh. can see that from where you are, but she's so sweet. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thanks. And she um she left us in October, I guess three, about three years ago. She um, she had dementia, and um, they, you know, they kind of go dementia, Alzheimer's, and can't really kind of determine necessarily. But um, in the in the very end, she didn't really know who my mother and I were anymore. And um, but you know, there was something so endearing about it because she was never an angry person. So she just kind of would gently make the odd really strange joke that we had never heard out of her and her like she was always so prim and proper. And then she, all of a sudden she'd make some super rude, <laughs> like in a, in a funny way where we went grandma, like that's <laughs> hilarious. So I think what's cute about that is, you know, somewhere in her, she had that little cutesy rebellion stage, but we just yeah. never saw it her entire life. She was always, you know, always hand over hand and crisscross legs and the bouquets of flowers in her house and everything was, you know, white and pretty and you know whatever and then all of a sudden she just got this cool little crude root side to her i'm like oh, that's where i got it from <laughs> <laughs> you know who to blame now <laughs> it's that side of the family <laughs> yeah i'm like i never knew until right now thanks girl you know yeah <laughs> she just um she was just amazing so i know i'm probably supposed to pick somebody that's you like very oh sorry um decline that Funny enough, that was my that was my mother calling. <laughs> That's, hilarious. That's funny. She heard me talking. About, <laughs> she heard me talking about grandma for sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, I know I'm probably supposed to pick somebody famous and so on. But um, to me, she just was. Yeah, she was just the the best girl in the world, aside from my mama. <laughs> so, if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? That, in my mind, has changed so many times over the years, but I do have a good answer for that currently. Um, so in my normal everyday life, if everything was completely normal, um, I don't live a very normal life, so let's just get that off, off and away. <laughs> but um, I, um, I usually am, like, super busy, whether I'm on stages performing myself. If I'm not doing that, usually I'm booking bands and, um, and creating different festivals and getting people up on stage. And, and I'll kind of do the stage manager type thing and, and um, come up with stage plots and the schedules and whatever. And I like to, I always just call it, I don't ever want to be an agent, but I always just say, Hey, I book my buddies to be on stage, you know, that sort of thing. So usually I'm pretty busy running around with stuff like that. I think my dog's snoring. So I'm just going to, Oh, there we go. I promise it wasn't me. <laughs> Hi, Lilo. <laughs> but um, during this time, um, when everything kind of shut down, I had a couple of days, I think everyone's probably been through this, but I had a couple of days of like, this sucks, you know, and, and I just kind of don't, like, I feel um, out of sorts, and I don't like that feeling. And should I have this third bottle of wine? Maybe not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... And just kind of felt like, um, <laughs> right? And just felt frustrated. And um, it didn't last very long because I didn't let it, you know, last very long. Um, and I kind of thought, you know what? You have had a few hobbies throughout your life. And 
why don't you take one of them and make something of it? And so one day I called my mom up and said, this is way before the pandemic. I called my mom up and said, let's do something different today. I mean, we can go for lunch and blah, 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 but we've been to every place you can think of, you know, over the years. Why don't we go and learn like how to make lip balm? I know this is funny. How to make lip balm. And she goes, okay. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I found this cool thing online where you can actually like go and they teach you how to make it. And then you walk away with like five lip balms of like, you picked all the essential oils and you've made them like how you like it. And she goes, okay, I love that idea. So we went and did that. And then I started to just make them at home every now and then and give them to my girlfriends. And then from lip balm, it went into lip glosses. And from lip gloss, it went to foaming hand soap, then bar soap. Now I have about a hundred items that I hand make all organic, except for the hand sanitizer and the surface cleaner, because we need alcohol in that right now, of course. Um, But I have a company that I started up called Earthya, like Earth YA. And I think I'm sitting at order number 900 and something, something right now in the past year and a half. And I just kind of like chose the name about two weeks into the pandemic, got the labels done and then made a whole bunch of stuff. And people have been super creative and supportive and like either asking me, do you make this yet? Can you try it for me? And I'll try something new or just ordering for Mother's Day, Christmas, whatever the case may be. And I make, I turn my kitchen into what ends up looking like a meth lab. (laughs) And pretty much my husband comes home and I've taken over the whole kitchen and I go, well, you used to take it all over because you're a chef and now I'm going to take it over because I don't have a job. So So it was, uh, it actually ended up being really good. And I'm so thankful for it because my mind is completely switched into busy mode and like boss mode and I've got to make this company work and and people have really hopped on board and have loved the product and I had I've had one single thing get returned and not I mean the person it loved them to death but they said I left my lip gloss out in the car and for some reason it all separated and I said was it hot out? (laughs) And they said, it was. And I said, well, it's all natural. So of course, it's going to do that. Here's a new one. But in all that stuff, there's only been that single one thing returned. So I feel like, I don't know, I'm going to stick with it for a while. (laughs) That's cool. I love that. So do you make cold press soaps as well? I haven't gotten into the cold press yet. I do melt and pours right now, but only because it's quick for me. Yeah. And, um, And it's, I don't ever want to, it started out as something where I just did it just to kind of relax, watch a TV show or try not to watch the TV show that my husband's watching because I don't like it. Um, (laughs) He loves The Walking Dead and I think it sounds like the dental office, you know, like it's just so awful. (laughs) They'll never see this, right? There's no way that The Walking Dead will ever see me say that. Um, but you know, I mean, it was just something that I could kind of zone out on and I use like premium essential oils. I use doTERRA oils. And so, um, I just, I don't know. I just really loved it. And I always said, if it was something that it turned into something that I didn't enjoy, then I'm never going to do it again. And so for me, I don't want to have to like recreate a whole new room to have specific types of things that might take a little longer to process. And so that's why I kind of kept to just doing the mountain pour stuff and it's worked for me so far, you know, but there's bubble bath and salts and just lots of, I don't know, lots of different things. And I've shipped all over the world now too. So oh, it's yeah. been fun. Wonderful. <laughs> it is. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. So if you could be a Disney character, what character would you be? Tigger. Tigger. <laughs> 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 it fits you perfect. You know what? Look, look. Uh, Oh no, you've got Tigger. I have Tigger. Yeah. Tigger sleeping here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The is Tigger. She is, uh, that's who she is named after. I love, that is so funny. I always think I'm a Leo for one. Then the hair is a little crazy and wasn't my fault. It was my grandma's fault. No one in my family has hair like this but me. And I'm a little bit bouncy and kind of all over the place. And whether it's ADD or not, I don't know. But I just feel like it's Tigger. (laughs) Tigger rocks. Tigger Tigger does rock. I should get a Tigger. I don't even think I even have one. I shouldn't even say that out loud because those crazy fans... I, I feel like I might get some tiggers. <laughs> you can get inundated with tiggers. You can have like millions of them anyway. 
That's awesome. That's quite funny, actually. When she's, when she sees Edge, we can see what happens. How many tickets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oops. <laughs> you're going to ask me the same question in a year, and you're going to be like, if there's anything you'd be doing, I'm going to be like, well, I opened a ticker, ticker store, and I'm selling a lot of ticker things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, so what's your favorite flavor of ice cream mint chocolate chip so other than your sandwich what's your favorite snack mm. you know i used to like chips i don't really like chips anymore people think i'm crazy because i'll say that and i'll also say if they say that if there's a food group you could give up and like never have again what would it be and and I get lambasted for this one, but I really don't need pizza in my life. I don't know. People are so addicted to pizza. And like, I get it, kind of. But I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't need it. But don't ever get rid of sushi because that would be something I think I would die if I couldn't have sushi. So sushi. If, whether that's, yeah, I know, right? Whether that's a snack or not, I'm probably not really a snack. What would I grab if I was just going to have a snack? I feel like everything going through my mind is super boring because I'm like, I like yogurt. <laughs> whoop de doo um, I'm not really a candy person. I do like chocolate. I do like, yeah, I like chocolate. <laughs> kind of maybe once a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a treat rather than a, a, <laughs> a snack. Right? <laughs> I probably would go for like mint chocolate, ironically, right? Or like um, coffee chocolate is probably my very favorite type of chocolate. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, hypothetically, let's just say I need to hide a body. Do you know a good place? Mm, wow. Do I give you my secret, you know, or do I keep it a secret? <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> like, do I tell you where I hid the body or do I? If these crazy fans start disappearing, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never thought of that before. Believe it or not, I've never thought of that before. Um, if I was to hide a body, where would I hide it? Gosh, I don't even know. It's uh, honestly, it sounds so awful. The first thing I think of, why am I, I can't even say this out loud. This is, uh, this is terrible. But all those murder shows when they like, <laughs> ugh. We, <laughs> we had a guy out our way that fed remains to his pigs. And I literally just looked down at my dogs and I thought, I don't know, would they, would, could it go on their dog food or? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the best dog food ever. <laughs> Uh, now we're circling back to drinking song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, if you ever go to Karen's, watch what you eat because you never know where it's gonna be. Organic meat. We <laughs> right? We literally did. We had a guy um, out our way who you probably maybe even heard about that story, but there was I can't even remember how many it was terrible, but how many um, like people they found. I guess you could say that. Yeah, that he had fed it to pigs. Wow. Awful, gross, disgusting. Yep. Pigs, pigs will eat everything and anything, won't they? I know. I just hope that the humans didn't buy the pigs after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then sold for you know the market. So then, does that make you a cannibal if you bought the pig after? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't even want to think about it. Now we're now we're into like the Walking Dead again, you know? It's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go back over that way. Okay, so we'll move forward now and ask, what's a good theme song for your life? Right now? Yeah, right now. Drink, drinking song. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a plug on the song. That's just legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that probably sums it up right now for sure. I think. Yep, we all we all need one of those, and it's working right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, can you tell us a album, a CD? an artist maybe that we should listen to before we die. Hmm. Eva Cassidy. Ah, cool. Yeah. Have you heard of Eva Cassidy? Yes. I'm sure you have. Yes. yes. Oh my word. I love her so much. 
she's amazing. Her voice. Oh my gosh. I wish she was still with us. And it's a sad story that she's not and so young, but man, that voice is so pure. I would say that if anyone hasn't heard of her, regardless of the genre of music that you like, I, I promise you, she has sang and covered at least a song that you would know and love and be familiar with because she's covered so many different artists and so many hits um, in her short lived life. Um, mm-hmm. But um, she sure did. She did her own type of justice to a song that already was amazing, you know? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would say, I'd say she'd be probably number one for me. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. Okay. So who is your favorite CWC host? That wasn't meant to be funny. <laughs> hey, Lulu, come here, Lulu. <laughs> come <Yeah>. see mommy. <laughs> yeah, she's diverted off that question. Though. Yeah, I don't think she's curious. I think someone's at the door. I think I, I think someone's at the door. I think my mom's calling. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have both been amazing. I would never be able to choose. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's cool. So tell us, what ha- what, what's in store for the rest of 2021? I have, well, I mean, we just released a single. I have a music video coming out for that single um, in the next few days. And then I have another single that's going to be coming out in the fall. And I'm trying my best to pair that single release up with an EP album release. So that's kind of the next next few months for us. Sounds like fun. Looking forward to the new music. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to I I have um four songs scheduled to be on that EP right now, but I'm really hoping for five. So we have a couple of ideas and some rights coming up and if I can get a new one done, I'm going to pop that one on there as well. So I'm crossing my fingers. We'll see. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. So if you if you ever want a uh, you know, help us promote, just let us know and uh, maybe we can get you on for a quick chat. That'd be cool. I would love that. You ladies are awesome. Thank you. No worries. This has been fun. I love this. Thank you so much for joining totally. us. Totally. Ah, my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. And enjoy all wherever you are in the world. <laughs> wherever life takes you. Perfect. Yeah. And you're welcome back anytime. Anytime you want to come back and see us, just let us know. You Thank on. you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime. And thank you all, friends, for joining us today for another episode. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.